Welcome, and thank you for listening to Birth Her, the podcast with Robin Robbins, the midwife, where we have real, raw, and uncut conversations about life and transforming negative experiences. If you're on a journey to birthing the highest version of you, join us as we are empowered to take inspired action to heal, activate inner liberation, and birth her to birth your new. Hey, 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 everybody. It's your illustrious, vivacious host, Robin Robbins, and we are back with another episode. I'm so excited. I have this amazing, amazing, amazing guest. She's a full-grown woman, but I refer to her as one of my babies, (laughs) Zavonna Boone, honey. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce and we're going to get this ball rolling out, okay? Zavanna Natalie Boone is dual certified as a relationship life coach and healing midwife, also known as the relational detox coach and detox midwife, an author, motivational speaker, and domestic violence advocate. She was the founder of the nonprofit organization Precious Gems, Inc. Her mission for six years was to empower young girls by teaching them resilience, promoting positive self-awareness, sisterhood, and the power that is within. This passion birthed her new nonprofit organization, Natalie's Face. Through her organization, Devonna found her voice and courage to share her story in hopes to offer strength, healing, and hope to other women. Welcome to the podcast, y'all. Devonna. Thanks for having me. Hello, everyone. (laughs) So you already know, I know I kind of introduced you, Mm -hmm. but we gotta, we gotta really let them in on who you are, my dear. So Natalie, talk to us about why you decided to become a detox coach and a detox midwife. Let us in on the story behind what you did. Yes. So my story is very traumatic. Um, it all started when I was 10 years old. Um, seeing my mom being abused and then she was killed by her boyfriend. He stabbed her 27 times. And then my life changed drastically after that. Um, trying not to mirror my mom. I ended up try- basically following down her footsteps, not in physically abusive relationships, but emotionally and verbal and financially abusive. I didn't even know that was a thing until after I got free and realized that I was in all these types of situations and toxicity that basically I watched my mom go through and I internalized these things and followed down the same path as her. So it got to a point where I was like, enough is enough. What do I do to end this cycle? And I started my healing journey and um, connected with my coach. 
Uh, Coach Robin Province, yes. And um, we did some things and got on this, got dug deeper and worked on my inner self, my inner child that still had all those traumatic things that I was just still holding on to. And once I got free, um, I realized that the things that I went through prepared me to help somebody else. So maybe they don't have to keep repeating the toxic cycles and going through all these situations that mean them no good if they have somebody that can teach them the things that are already within them that they just need to tap into. So that's my passion. That's the reason why I became the detox coach. Wow, that is powerful, powerful. Let's go back. You said you you witnessed your mom, you know, in these different relationships. And then you all ultimately witnessed her um, being taken away from you. Yeah. I don't want to stay there too long, but y'all already know I'm about transforming experiences. Yeah. So in order to, you know, empower others that may be listening, take us through what that was like. I'm um, mm-hmm. experiencing that. And, and how you begin to overcome that. Yes. So of course I was 10 years old. So at the age of 10, you really don't understand a lot of the things that are happening to you when like something that major or that traumatic is going on. My mom, my loving person, my protector, my caregiver, my everything in an instant was taken away from me. So I had to figure out really what was next for me. Like, of course I had adults in my life that were trying to figure out where I'm going to fit, where I'm going to live, who's going to take care of me. But in the midst of that, I'm still trying to figure out where do I fit? Where do I belong? Where, who loves me? Who's going to take care of me the way my mom did? So that right there was a lot of emotional things that I went through. Um, And then just growing up looking for love in the wrong places and ended up finding that love in the wrong place and just cycle after cycle after cycle bad relationship after the next um never learning the mistakes that I should have well never learning from the mistakes that I should have learned from instead I just kept repeating the same cycles but honestly um I didn't know what to look for so because I was so used to the trauma, I was so used to the toxicity, a lot of the things that I was doing and even experiencing was kind of normal to me. Yeah. yeah. So when I went through my healing process is when I was like, I'm a little toxic and I've been in a lot of toxic relationships. It's time to fix this stuff. And and even in that moment, I didn't really know what to do or how to fix it. And that's why I had to get a coach. And that is why I try to like encourage people, like don't try to go on these journeys by yourself. Like there's people out here that can help you, whether it be a therapist, a counselor, a coach, or whoever you build your support system with, there's people out here that can help you get on these journeys and go through the whole process and not get in the middle of your journey and then be lost and confused and then just want to give up and then end up right back in the same cycle you were before. So absolutely, absolutely. You said something powerful. You said that once you experience these things, you notice that you started going through these different cycles and these patterns because you didn't even know what to look for. Like for you experiencing it, it was it was normal. And that is so true 
for so many of us. Like we come from these different backgrounds where either things wasn't shown to us or it was shown to us, but it wasn't the right thing and, you know, vice versa and all of that. And so we go through, you know, these experiences thinking they're normal, not recognizing they're actually toxic, as you would say, or dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed you also said that you were looking for love in all the wrong places. So, you know, that having your mom be an accent and going through that, where do I fit thing? Do you think that that was like a root or a breeding ground for your search for love? Like dig a little deeper into that for us. You know, yes. we, we keep it real. Yes. We keep it real and raw and uncut. So you don't have to, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You can talk straight. Because we like that here. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So that was the root, basically, because after that turning point, after that experience, that is when all of my searching started. Um, like, even just looking at my family, I would look at them and be like, well, can I fit here? Like, can I fit in that in their family? Like, will I belong here? Like, So then when I started to get older and now guys are showing me attention and it's like, oh, well, he likes me. Like, you know, now it's like I'm internalizing their attention as affection or as love or as they care for me when really they only want one thing. And so then it became from the attention to now the sex. Now, now the sex, now it's the other stuff. And then it's all these things that's that creates this perfect storm and none of it is what I need. <laughs> so it's just more toxic on top of toxic. And yeah, so that was the the root of looking for love is when my mom died. And because even with my mom being here, like I didn't have my father. So um, my father was absent. He was an alcoholic. He was in and out of jail. And so he was non-existent and when he was there everything he said was a lie it was um broken promises is what I call it I'm gonna do this and then he never shows up um so that right there um I I'm not gonna say I have daddy issues or I had but there were some like abandonment issues that I had to deal with as far as my father because it's like well, if your dad doesn't want you and now your mom is gone and now like this is what started to happen after my mom passed because before I had her, she was all I needed. I really wasn't thinking about, you know, my dad not being there. But then when she left, I'm like, well, dang, my dad don't want me, my mom gone. And now who is going to like nobody else wants me. And so any little attention that I got, mm-hmm. that's what I fell to. So. Yes, I definitely personally can identify because I lost my mom when I was six years old. And I know what that is like to just have like your everything suddenly snatched from you. And then there will be so many times like it's, as I begin to grow and stuff that I would literally like, man, I wish my mom was here. Mm-hmm. I wish I could talk to her, you know, glean from her or ask her some questions and stuff like that. But it's like, but she's not there. And so it causes us to have to go through life and, 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 and do life the best way that we can. Mm-hmm. And um, at times we are blessed with those little guardian angels that God would allow to cross our path and, you know, along the pathway. But 
it's almost as though for me, I don't know about you, you let me know, but for me, it was almost as though it was, it's never permanent. It's always very, very brief and short-lived. What, what about you? Very much so. <laughs> when I say brief, like in an instant is here, then the instant is gone. But it's like, well, I got that little gleam of hope. Thank you, mom. Thank you. <laughs> Um, so like I've have I have those instances like all the time. Um, like when I wrote my first book, um, I hired a decorator to um, e um, decorate the event space, and I just told them like what I wanted, like as far as the theme, like I wanted to be like quaint and like chic and like just a whole vibe. I didn't tell them colors or anything. I showed them my book cover and that was it. When yeah. I walked in there, this man had peach roses and that is my mom's favorite rose. And I was like, how did you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, so like little moments like that or like for Christmas, you know, cause you know, even though she's gone and even though I've gone through my healing process, I'm human and I still miss her sometimes. So I'd be going through my little moments where I just be like, man, I wish I had my mom. And so my uncle brought me a gift for Christmas and it was her birthstone. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> 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 I'd be having those little moms and you know I'm a Pisces so I can yes, cry like don't oh my lord so yeah <laughs> little moments like that or like I had a ring that she had um gave me right before she passed away because I'm a well I dream like the Lord gives me these dreams like for warnings or whatever and so I dreamed she died a week before she actually died I had a dream that somebody killed her and I woke up and I ran in her room and I was like, mom, 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 I had this dream. Somebody killed you and blah, blah. And so she took this ring off and she was like, count the diamonds and every on the fifth day, something good is going to happen. And I just always remember that. So I just always kept that ring. And it seems like every time I lose it, it shows up like like out of the blue like one day I lost it I had no clue where it was and it was like in my lunchbox just sitting on the top I'm like how did it even get in my lunchbox and like sitting right here on like it was just crazy so it just be little moments like that that make me realize that like she's here and she's like hey I see you you're doing good I'm here for you like yeah uh -huh. so I get it <laughs> yeah yes. Hunty, oh my gosh, that's powerful. That's so powerful to have your mom's presence um, manifest in your life like that in times of that are milestones for you and, and when you need it. That's that's so dope. So, Miss Detox Coach, you said something powerful. You said, I didn't know that I was in something toxic because I didn't know the signs. Talk to us about mm -hmm. these signs that you keep getting at. Y'all, y'all listening? It's about to be mic drop time. All right. All right. <laughs> so for me, I base everything off of how I love, how I want to be treated, how I treat others. So if I'm giving something and I'm not receiving the same thing in return, that's something that's not mutually beneficial so these are like you have to have your boundaries set in place like we've talked about all this stuff but like your boundaries and your standards are what are going to give you like your first point of view into a situation because you're going to say okay he has this or she he or she this person whoever this potential mate is you're going to base them off of your criteria 
And if they don't meet up with it, you have to stand your ground, no matter how fine they are, because they come packaged very well these days. I'm telling you, they can have a deep voice, smelling good, clean beard, clean cut, honey, clean fingernails, because that's my thing right there, them clean nails and the clean teeth. Oh my God, Lord help me, Jesus. But they come packaged so nice. And then you be like, oh my God, but you mean like you, you're a low-key drug addict? Like, <laughs> like what in work? You're not going to bring anything good to me at all. So no, I got to cut ties right from the beginning. So, yeah. and then a lot of times with us women, we already see the signs and then we ignore them. So that's the number one thing. If you do see the signs, do not ignore them. They're not going to change. It's not going to get better. Don't, oh, well, maybe if we work at it. No, you keep working at it and you're going to work yourself crazy. That's all that's going to happen. You're going to be over here stressed out and your peace going to be all up in an uproar. And he's going to be over there looking like, what I do? What's wrong? Like they never understand what they did. Why they did Oh my lord. Don't get me started, girl. <laughs> Ooh, yes. It was a good so, one. They never understand what they did. Yes. And I'm like, do, do I have to explain everything? So the basis is you have to understand what you want as a person and what you don't want as a person. So finding out what the signs are is going to be focusing on who you are first mm. once you learn who you are and what you like and what you're willing to accept and not accept this is when you start to see the signs of the things that you are not willing to accept for love got you that's good that's i hope y'all caught that she's not done but yeah. i just want to I hope y'all caught that right there. That right there was major. You have to know who you are. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, that's so good, folks. You have to know who you are in order to be able to see the signs. Mm -hmm. And that's so powerful right there because a lot of us get caught up and, oh, I want this, 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 this. this. It's almost like a builder man. You know how mm -hmm. they have builder beer? Mm -hmm. Everybody wants to build a man or everybody wants to build a woman. And it's like, but do you know who you are? Yes. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Do you know what you come with? Mm -hmm. And do you also know that at times you're not as easy to love? Mm -hmm. Oh, let's go. Y'all are real raw. Uncut. <laughs> this is what we do. You're not that easy to love last time I checked. Mm -hmm. Right? So. You know, having that balance where you have your standards and all that good stuff, but it not being to a point into a place where you're requiring something of someone that you are not living in or implementing within your life yourself first. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. But knowing yourself enough, courting yourself, how, coach, mm -hmm. how, talk to us. Yes. So in order to get to know yourself, just like in any relationship, you have to spend time with yourself. That's like intimacy time. That's fun time. That's whatever time you want to consider getting to know yourself. Um, like for me, I just started like going to the movies by myself. I started yoga. I started working out. Like I go walk in the park by myself. Like I've started doing things like 
it's crazy, but I was 30 years old the first time I went to the movies by myself. Mm. Like I like was uncomfortable sitting at restaurants by myself because I was at, I was in a relationship from 16 to 30 years old. So sitting in a restaurant by myself, it was awkward. I was like, oh my God, people are looking at me. Like now I can sit in there, my both my cheeks full of food. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh, that's right. Honey, let me tell you something. Yes. Spending time with yourself is one of the most decompressing, liberating things that one can do. Baby, listen, I love to take myself out. Yes. Oh my gosh. And I just be like, look at all this. This is for me. (laughs) Like this spread is for me. Like this service is for me. Like this is for me. Mm-hmm. And I get into that thing, girl. I eat slow. Right? Because when you think about it, it's like any other time we're on a go, we're on a schedule, we got, th- you know what I mean? Yeah. So those moments when I'm, I can spend time with myself, I like people teasing, but I move like a snail. Mm-hmm. We'll talk. My morning routine to get ready and my nighttime routine. To go to bed, oh y'all listen, you will make fun of me. Oh. Those are the some of the long why because that's I, that's my me time. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that at all. Listen, and I love it. It's just I don't know what it is. I, I know for me personally, it does something psychologically for me. It gives it's me all types of different releases. And I don't know, it just is so calming. It's like there's a form of therapy for me, honestly. That like that morning routine. Ooh, my attitude. If I do my morning routine, my attitude is gonna be right. My mm-hmm. energy is gonna be right. It's gonna set the tone for the day. That yeah. morning routine just holds so much weight for me personally yeah. because yeah. of my personality. Yeah. And if anybody consistently does it, you'll see like it's like you need it. You'll get to a point where you need it. Yeah, and it's very it <laughs> let's talk about it let me not you're gonna be like who is that's not coach who are you and who, and who decided to come to who are you yeah totally different person <laughs> it's like medicine for me mm-hmm. yes and that's what I said like if I because you know I'm divorced but if I ever get married again or not if when I get married again, I want my I want my family to I want all of us to have our own time. Like I want to have my day. My husband has his day. The children need their own time, and then we can all have a family night. We can have a date night with me and the husband. The kids can have kid play dates. We all need a social balance. Okay, <laughs> a social balance is very important in healthy relationships on all levels. <laughs> I hope y'all hearing what she's putting down. She really dropping some, I mean, I'm me. She's dropping some good stuff. I hope y'all catching this. Now, we're not going to let you skate by because you said something. You was in a relationship from 16 to 30 and you just said you was divorced. Rewind. 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 Talk to us. Talk to us about that. Yeah. So um, I had two serious relationships. Um, One started at the age of 16 broke up probably about four months later don't judge me judge your mama but probably about four months later I was in another relationship and 
Yeah. And then from that time, um, up until 30, we got, we were dating for five years. Mm -hmm. Then we got married. We were married for seven and then we got divorced. So we were together for 12 years. And so, yeah, it was a long journey. Um, I don't really want to talk bad about them, but it was an experience. I will say that I learned a lot about myself. Um, yeah, um, they say when you don't put the blame on somebody else, that's how you know you've really healed. And so I'm just going to talk about me in this situation. I learned that in that relationship, I, um, I love hard, but I love hard. Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, um, my words aren't soft. <clears throat> so I can love you, but my words can cut. And so I had to learn how, and I'm still in the process of making sure that I am intentional with my words and that I think about what I'm going to say when I'm, when I say them, especially in the heat of the moment. Um, so I'm learning how to tap into that feminine energy a little bit more, but like I said, like going through traumatic experiences, you carry those things into adulthood. And so my ex-husband also had traumatic experiences where um, his mom uh, ended up getting incarcerated when he was like uh, 12 years old up until the time, well, no, from like six, I think, till he was 16 or something. Like she was in, in prison for like 10 years and then he, his dad wasn't in his life. And like, so he had his own issues. I had my own issues and neither one of us knew what we were doing. Um, we were just two trauma bonding people, <laughs> supposedly right loving each other and not even really understanding what love is, but we just had a trauma bond. And so I learned that after that situation, while I was still in it, I was still blind to what was really going on. But then after leaving and getting healed, I realized that I was toxic. He was toxic. The whole situation was toxic. And we just should have never been married from the get-go. We were too young and it was too much going on. So, yeah. So, but we're both learning. We're both growing and he's doing good. I'm doing good. And here we are. And what has been, a lot of lost track. It's been and look when I first got divorced, I was like, oh my God, I don't want to be single for two years. And it's been like, I don't know, five years now. I don't lost track. That's how what 2014 I got divorced. So what's that? Six years? Six? Yeah, that's about mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. wow. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't think I was gonna make it the first year, honey. Let me tell you, like. Divorce. Anybody yeah. that's listening, that is very tough. And so don't feel bad about all the emotions you go through because one day you will be up, the next day you'll be down, the next day you'll be in the middle going crazy trying to figure out which way you're going. But it's it's better on the other side, I promise you. It is, it is. That is so powerful. I um I definitely can resonate with the whole trauma bonds mm -hmm. and you know. What I know is that we attract where we are at, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And, and who we are at that time, not that we're bad individuals or anything like that, but it's like, it just is what it is. Like you're going to attract where you're at and you know, where you are at that time. Um, and, and the key, cause I don't want to say that if two individuals get together that have traumatic backgrounds that it can't work, 
the key is that you guys never stop evolving and growing. And see, I think that is where <clears throat> a lot of us miss it at. You know what I mean? Um, because if no one ever is working on evolving and healing and you know what I mean? That relationship is not going to survive. Yeah. Listen, experience. I'm, I'm right there. I'm right there with you. Mm-hmm. Trauma brings you guys together. You know, the trauma bond that brings you guys together and, oh, I'm going to love you and you're going to love me and woo, 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 all this love. But then when you guys are actually journeying together, doing this thing called life together, it's like the blind leading the blind because nobody is healed Mm -hmm. until someone wakes up and says, hey, this has got to pivot. This has got to shift. This has got to change. You know, I I just feel like um, as as human beings, as long as we have the mindset to want to grow and evolve, mm-hmm. that everyone will find their, their footing and, you know, and be on their path and their journey. But that thing is so real when you have like two people, like you said, it's innocent. Like you got your issues. I got my issues. We come together. But at some point, mm-hmm. when who's going to wake up and say, yeah, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not married to my issues. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's what happened to me. Like, I, I'm not married to no, 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 no. I don't want any of this bag lady. You can have that. Okay. I don't want <laughs> Listen, okay. I don't want none of this. I'm trying uh-huh. to ascend. I can't ascend holding on to all these bags. Wait. I'm the type of person to be like, oh, I, what I need to let go? Okay, right now. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> you know, like, bye. Yes, yes. You know, but. At the same time, it's real because when you when you divorce, it's like that. It's it's like loss. It's like grieving death. You go through those same phases and stages. Of- and it's actually a little harder than death because with death you have a closure. You know it's done. It's over. With a divorce, it's like. Ugh, a repeating of the scab like every time you talk to him every time you have to see them and then if there's children involved that's a little bit more frequent so for us we didn't have children involved but we had some property and things that we had to kind of get situated and stuff so it was still communication and at first we couldn't even say hello without <laughs> now it's hello how are you how have you been I hope everything is well handle the business and we click up and that's it we can be cordial and yeah yeah but it it is very hard you really feel like you are grieving you really go through all of the grief stages like one day I was happy one day I was sad one day I was angry at me him the world like why did y'all let me stay this long (laughs) oh my god then I was like I feel so stupid what like it was like all of these think about all the time mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. what made me angry i, was, I, was, angry. Woman, I was in the angry phase for a long time <laughs> yeah me too and you know as a woman you nurture and care so a lot of the things that he has acquired is because of <laughs> you know so i was like like you said, I built this man and now he's with this. Uh, like, how am I going to handle this? Like, and now I'm sitting here by myself. Like, <laughs> so I was going through all of that. Like, I wanted to go find her. I wanted to find him. Like, it was just, 
oh, but then I had to just let it go. And then people were talking and I just let people talk. I didn't care what nobody was saying. I stayed in my, in my little apartment. I even moved like the place we were living together. I left. So for anybody who is listening, if you are starting over, start all the way over, like be real with yourself and be real with the situation and get real with life and realize that you got to do something different to get a different result. So I was like, I'm not going to stay in this house. That way, if he get into a little lonely night and want to pop up, nope, you can't pop up if you don't know where I live. Okay. <laughs> so I moved, I got like, I got a whole, like, yeah, I did a whole change. And then I went through my little self discovery journey. And I was like, something has got to change. Like, I cannot keep going through this. I can't keep doing the same things. Like my boyfriend was basically the same as my husband. And like, it's just, I'm like, nope, nope, nope. This is it. So that's why now I've been single for whatever, five, six years. And you'll lose track of time. <laughs> like in the beginning, I was counting the days. I was like, Lord, it's been 14 days and 12 hours. Where's my husband at, Lord Jesus <laughs> but now I don't even know. <laughs> now it's like I don't even know how long it's been because I've just been so focused on making sure that I am where I need to be for me not for nobody else but just for me like I want to be stable in my finances and my spirituality and my emotions and my mental like I want to be stable I don't want to be all over the place and then look for this person and put all my hopes into them thinking oh they're going to make my situation better just for them to up and leave me just like my ex did and now here I am all fell apart no ma'am will not happen to me again because I had to fight my way up out of that <laughs> so this time I'm going a little slower and I'm more intentional with who I'm involved with and that, ooh, ooh, ooh. yeah <laughs> you're talking so good y'all like you talking so good that is so real like being careful Mm -hmm. about who you connect to afterwards yes yes oh. even friendships because some of the friendships will be having you hanging around people and in places that you like this ain't even my crowd so it's like even your friends like yeah because if you hanging around the same friends that you were hanging around with him you're just gonna attract the same type of people again yeah that's why it's so important what you just said to do that in the work because as we stated earlier like who you like you attract who you are or where you're at mm -hmm. you know what I mean and in, in life and, and I use them interchangeably because it's not who you are as in in a literal sense but it kind of has some of that context with it because it's like where is your mindset at how are you leading yourself, your personal life? As yes. you stated, the spirituality, the finances, everything. You already know that's where I live. Yes. That's, that's <laughs> where I live. I'm all about birthing her. That mm -hmm. means you first. You got to have that on lock. Everybody wants to birth their new, but you can't birth their new until you birth her. Mm -hmm. Period. There's no way to slice it, dice it, put it. It is unavoidable. And so, you know, I've even found that as you continue to grow and matriculate, 
it's like these different phases where it kind of feel like you birthing her all over again. How, how have you, how many times have, do you feel like you birthed yourself as far as like that development that? Yeah, I've lost track. <laughs> but it has been several times. Like I said, like right after my divorce, I went on this like self-discovery journey and then I discovered so much. And then I was like on my healing journey. And now this healing journey has been like, phase one phase two phase 55 like (laughs) so it's like oh my this is a lot of layers here you know so that's why I be trying to tell my clients and stuff like when you're going through this you have to be patient with yourself because one day you're going to be good and then the next day you might peel up a layer and you'd be like oh shoot like I need to put that layer back down like uh uh-uh I don't even want to deal with that today but if you want real healing, you got to peel that thing up and get to working. So yeah, it's been, it's been a journey, but it happens. Yes. And then you feel like, okay, I got it. And then it's like something happened. You'd be like, dang it. I need to work on that. (laughs) Now I'm like, oh my Lord. So it's a forever, like, you know, a forever work. Like this is not something that just happens and you're like, oh, I got it all together. No, I am perfect perfectly imperfect and I am forever progressing like they say um practice makes perfect and I think I heard somebody say no practice is progression that means I am progressing forward so I'm not being stagnant I'm not you know in one place in a rut I am moving forward at my own pace and dealing with what I need to deal with I'm working the inner work yes working through yes Oh, that's so good, coach. That's so good. Oh my gosh. Okay, so you've discussed some of the signs and the signs is based on what that person wants. They won't know what they want until they know who they are. Recapping y'all, y'all know we recap. And then, you know, you've also like imparted the fact that our inner work detoxing from toxicity and all that stuff that's an ever going progression no one arrives so we need to give ourselves grace we need to be kind to ourselves and you know you also impress upon us to you know if you need help reach out and partner with someone to get that help that you need in order to do that I want you to to do us a favor I want you to encourage the woman who is either newly divorced and or who is in their single dumb, but they have they resonate with what we're talking about. They've had toxic relationship after toxic relationship. I want you to give her, I want you to encourage her and give her three steps. Or him, if you, you know, because some guys watch the podcast too. Why, you know, what they're, I don't know, I don't know. Maybe y'all want empowerment too. I don't know, because I don't be knowing. <laughs> all the time where your mind is at so I don't know if y'all think you know all right but (laughs) you know I ain't got a sister but give us three like the first top three steps encourage giving those three steps on what can be done to begin to move forward okay so in these processes first you got to realize that change is necessary 
That's the first thing. Like, if you do not realize that something needs to be fixed, if something is not, if something needs to be changed, then you're not going to change. You're just going to keep going through the motions and you're just going to continue to be who you are and what you are. So number one is to realize that there is a change. And number two is to focus on you changing. Like a lot of times when we're trying to change, we're like, but he needs to do this or she needs to do this so that I can do this. Mm -mm. No, you just change. You do your work and then everything else around you is going to change. And then guess what? If it doesn't, then that means that these are the things that you need to drop and let go. These are the things that are that you are responsible for actually changing like some things are going to automatically shift and then some things are going to be your responsibility to cut and make the necessary changes and then number three I would say live your best freaking life you gotta thrive and the only way <laughs> the only way to thrive and to be your best self is to do things you've never done before and that's what I found my life and like a lot of people look at me and be like girl you never sit down it's not because I don't like being home like I find peace being by myself like I be so peaceful at home it's like I love to travel but when it's time to go home it's time to go home now okay so <laughs> <laughs> so you have to do things and figure out what you like what you don't like and then if it's start writing mm -hmm. writing this stuff down writing how you feel write how like going to the beach makes you feel like um or just looking at the sunset or doing something like whatever it is start to live your life because the longer you sit in a place and, and keep thinking about the shoulda, woulda, couldas is the more you're going to be dampened, the more you're going to be stuck. But the more you start to live and do things, the more you're going to want to live and do things. And you're going to want to be your best self because you're going to start being around people that are living a life that you esteem to live. It's yeah. like you're going to be on vacation and you're going to see people like going into a Louis Vuitton store throwing paper throwing cash like oh you don't have a car you're not paying that with a car <laughs> you, you just brought a stack of money to pay for this bag oh okay. that's mm -hmm. the kind of money oh that's the kind of life we live in okay so yeah. it's like you start to immerse yourself around different people and you start to see the lifestyle that you want or you could possibly live this is what opens you up so mm -hmm. Yeah. So first you got to realize there's a problem and yeah. And then second, what did I say? Second, uh, girl, I just, you was in a flow. You was in your divine flow. <laughs> um, recognize that change is necessary was number yeah. one. Number two, you were saying um, to understand that in the process, there will be things that automatically shift and fall off you, but then there's going to be things that you have to actually yes. cut. Yes, and then right. live your life. And live your best life. Yes. 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 I love that. Honestly, and it, you know, it's it's real, y'all. I, I I can co-sign. <laughs> okay. I'm co-signing um on everything Coach Devana has said. Coach Devana, what do you have coming up? Tell us what you got going on, where we can contact you and reach you and all that good stuff. 
So as of right now, um, like you read my, my, my bio, my introduction, I am working on this Natalie's Place, which is uh, the transitional home for women who were victims of domestic violence to give them a place, a safe haven, not only just giving them somewhere to stay, giving them resources and supportive services to help them thrive. And so I'm in the process now of getting all of those things together, trying to get a building or a home for the women and the children. Um, so that's my major thing right now. Um, secondly, I'm trying to get my second book started. <laughs> So I've been working on it and now um, I've contacted an editor. And so we're I'm about to like start the real process. And um, other than that, and then it's just my coaching. So I'm out here trying to help women detox or avoid these toxic situations, ships <laughs> and relationships. <laughs> Whoa. <Yeah. laughs> I might have to, you know, have you and a couple of other relational coaches back on because yeah. I need to do a whole, I want a whole panel. Like, I yeah. want a whole vibe. Yeah. Like, we need to really have these conversations about some of the things I've been seeing in these streets. So yeah. get ready yeah. for that. I'm going to call you back, back for that. That's going to be good because I know you have some insight. Yeah. <laughs> you know, people are trying to slide in your DMs and your inboxes and, you know, all the foolishness mm -hmm. that's going on nowadays and it's like it's crazy. it's crazy it's crazy but yeah it all starts with self-love and so that's what I'm out here pr promoting right now is to love yourself first like because you set the tone for how everyone else will love you and treat you like that's it that's the foundation of love like you have to love yourself first and then understand like there's a song that says like it basically if don't nobody else love me god loves me enough for everybody else so now i done got to a point where it's like i don't care who don't want me <laughs> i don't care it's like i'm loved enough already it's <laughs> so yeah girl keep going that was touching my soul <laughs> you have to find peace in that and like Find a piece in that you'll real you'll realize that other people can see that, and they'll they'll see that you're not phased by their you know their antics or whatever. It's like you gotta try a little bit harder, like the little <laughs> you gotta come quicker than that. <laughs> so yeah, it's like, honey, no, just because you call me or text me, I'm okay. I don't need you to call me. Like, where my flowers at? Where my trip? Where my, you know, like where are my appointments set at, and all I gotta do is show up. Okay, like these little mediocre conversations, honey bun. I am so over it. It's like <laughs> miss me with it. Okay, like somebody asked me out on a date and I decline. I'm like, I'm not even in the mood. I'm so sorry. I appreciate the offer. I am very honored, but I'm not in the mood, so I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> And that would have been a time that I would have been like, oh my God, I'm going on a date. Oh my God. I was so excited. But now it's like, no, no, you're not even worth my time right now. I'm busy with businesses, minding my business. <laughs> I don't have time for you. <laughs> you are a distraction. But I'm not going to say, y'all, don't give people the time of day because some people, you know, you're, you're always going to be single if you don't never give anybody time of day. But if you see somebody that's not giving you the effort that you require, not giving you the attention that you know you're going to want, 
why even waste your time? Like this person was somebody that had tried to reach out to me and then he got ghosts. Like, where did you go? And then his excuse was, oh, I was working. So for three months, I, I right. couldn't hear from you for three months. <laughs> See that? Listen, oh baby, I, we need another episode telling you. Yes. <laughs> so that's why I was like, so now out the blue, I, I randomly hear from you and now you want to take me on a date. Like, how about build the rapport back up? How about let's have some conversations? Like, how about send me some flowers and say, I'm sorry, I've been absent, but you know, I'm really interested in you. It's like, they just feel like they can just give you the bare minimum and then pick up where they left off. It's yeah, like, that's not, not going to work. No. Not for my own edge, even women is fine. Yeah, so I yeah. declined this offer very nicely. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that part, what my mentor, my mentor would say, that's a basic chick. Basic chicks do that. That's what my mentor yeah. says. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see this, honey? I love you. In a heartbeat, oh, ba that's basic chicks. We're not basic chicks. Okay? Yeah, what you say? I'm a high achieving woman now. Look, we, I'm not yeah. basic, honey. You got to come better. You got to come correct. That's right. You, you, a woman that knows who she is, what she carries, mm -hmm. what she brings to the table. Yes. You can't that that little bare minimum stuff, you yeah. are you gonna miss out every time. Yeah. You said something so powerful. You was like, you know, you was like, they think um they could give you the sprinkle a little, you know, and then and then move and then think, baby. Now I have to play devil's advocate though, because I mm -hmm. have some male friends. Mm -hmm. And they have reported to me, since I got you on here, coach, ooh, ooh, it's gonna uh -huh. be good. <laughs> they have reported to me, they said, listen, it's the same out here for us high-achieving men. Yeah. And they I heard that. Like, yeah, you heard that? They mm -hmm. was, one in particular, we was having a conversation and he was like, yeah, like, it's hard to even get, believe it or not, it's hard to even get women to talk yeah like i said nah you lying he was like yeah like they interviewed you <laughs> like you know what you doing da, 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 da. they're trying to like interview you and then like how soon you do are you dating to get married this is what he told me and then after that that they ain't got that's it they don't really they don't really have anything else for me but that's because the women aren't living so you don't have any conversation pieces because what are you doing you're just going to work every day coming home every day and going through the motions every day what yeah, have you, you seen live a full life baby you yes. gotta live a full life yes you gotta have a full life balance life hear me? that part i like to call a harmonious living okay yes. y'all hear us i'm talking to you babe you yes. out there yes beautiful soul i'm talking to you a full juicy life and that doesn't necessarily I think a lot of people I think for a lot of people they feel like you have to have a whole lot of money to do that mm -hmm. and I think that's where people are losing it at and this is why I'm so like dedicated to stewardship mm -hmm. because when you have the right stewardship you really could do anything it's about how you steward everything you know what mm -hmm. I mean and your discipline and your restraints and you know, all of that. So y'all, please do not think that you got to have like all this extra money 
to live a full juicy life. Like it's about, as Coach Devonna said, it's about you and what makes you happy. Everybody is different. Coach Devonna said she was working out earlier in the episode. Mm-hmm. They was working out. You said you was doing yoga. You had these different things. I do dance classes. Like y'all, this stuff don't cost. What, yeah. That the stuff we name it that don't cost like that. You know what I mean? But it's about doing the things you love. Like, what do you like to do? You know what I mean? And putting you first. Yes. <laughs> and doing it. That yes. part. So, Coach, are you, do you have any openings for any clients? Because I know they're like, girl, we need to talk to her. Do you have any openings for your, you know, your detox coaching? And, 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 and just kind of like, Really briefly, um, we 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 thoroughly understand Natalie's place. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and let them know, like in detail, like what your coaching is, what your coaching does. Um, so basically, as the coach, as the detox coach, I help women avoid and detox from toxic relationships or situations, and empower them to reclaim their power back and to ultimately in the cycle of toxicity. So that's what I deal with. And then working on that inner child to heal those inner traumatic experiences that we have not dealt with. So yeah, that's in a nutshell. <laughs> that contributes to our relationship. Yes, yes, that indeed. Woo! That part. Oh my god. All right. So y'all, y'all know how I do. I got your back all, always, all the time. I'm going to have all of her contact information in the show notes and in the description below. So you'll be able to easily access her uh, her website and social media and all of that good stuff. And I'm going to leave you guys with this note really quickly. <clears throat> we are in a new year and I have been thinking about changing the name of the podcast. And I know we just came back with season two not too long ago. And it's like, you're finally back and now you're going you're gonna to change the name. You're going to change. I'm thinking about what do you guys think about me changing the name of the podcast to the birth her podcast? Y'all let me know. Let I me like know. It. You like it? What's your, what's your thoughts, coach? I like it. If that's what you're talking about, women and their stories and how their story has like helped them evolve to the person they are, you know, I like the birth of podcast. But you know, that's just in case it's that's trademark. You belong yeah. to me. <laughs> I am the midwife, and the midwife is always talking about birthing her. So that yes. that, that <laughs> you can't have it. Well, I love I, it. Yeah, like yes, that part. So I'm thinking about that, you know. So y'all let me know what's your thoughts below. And if you don't remember anything else, y'all, oh my God, anything, anything, anything else, I want you to always remember to believe in your future enough to outlive your past. It's been another amazing episode. I love y'all tonight, and I'm going to see you next time. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Birth Her, the podcast with Robin Robbins, the midwife. Don't forget to connect on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Robin D. Robbins.
Important links for this episode can be found in the description. Until next time, share this podcast with a friend. Blessings and much love, beautiful soul.